Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording this episode on Monday evening. The end of the international break is in sight. I have to say, I've really enjoyed the break from FPL, particularly with the weather having been so good over the past 10 days or so. But it's back to business this weekend and there's lots to cover on today's episode. We're going to get lots more information about player availability for Game Week 31 over the coming days. So I'm going to record another episode on Friday after the press conferences to keep you up to date ahead of Saturday's deadline. The topics that will be covered on the podcast today include a rundown of the upcoming double Game Week and blank Game Week schedule, just to remind you of where things are. The Game Week 30 shoutouts, a quick Game Week review, an update of the watch list ahead of the season running, questions answered from Twitter and a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. Before I jump into the usual podcast sections, just a reminder of what the next couple of game weeks look like. I know if you're like me and you've switched off a bit over the past week or so, it's very easy to forget exactly what the FPL landscape looks like. So this weekend, it's game week 31. So there's just eight game weeks to go. So it's a double game week this weekend for Burnley and Everton. Not very exciting, but they are two teams that some of us or some of you might want to consider. Then double game week 32 looks to be pretty normal. Then we've got double game week 33 it's also a blank game week 33 so some teams have two fixtures some teams have one fixture and three teams have no fixture so first of all those teams that don't have a fixture in game week 33 Aston Villa Leeds and Wolves so we've probably got to start thinking about selling players from those teams unless you're planning to free hit in game week 33 the teams that have a double game week 33 are Arsenal Brighton Burnley, Leicester, Manchester United, Newcastle and Southampton. So I'll come back to some of those teams later in the questions. Looking at the minutes from Game Week 30, no new members to the 59th Minute Club this week. Just a few notable mentions. A goalkeeper for a change. We don't mention goalkeepers too often. In this section, Melier at Leeds picked up an injury, substituted after 54 minutes for a zero-pointer. Onto the defenders, Masuaku, who got a rare start for West Ham, manages 56 minutes, also for a zero-pointer. Castagna made his return for Leicester after injury. 63 minutes is all he managed, but he scored a great goal and got himself 14 points. Johnny Evans also made an appearance from the Leicester bench. He got 26 minutes, so that could be bad news for Amarty in the near future. 
On to midfielders, the Villa-Arsenal game, there was three substitutions in the 68th minute. So Saka, Ramsey and Buendia were all taken off early. Saka had COVID, I think, as well while on England duty, but it sounds like he's going to be okay for game week 31. And strikers, strikers is where it's most interesting in terms of minutes from game week 30. Michael Antonio, 55 minutes. Jimenez, what a disaster that was. 52 minutes, red card, minus two points, now suspended for a couple of weeks. So he is going to be sold, I would imagine, by almost every owner this week, myself included. Patrick Bamford, very disappointing to see him go off injured again. Looks like he could miss the rest of the season now. Just 22 minutes for Leeds in game week 30. Huang at Wolves manages 12 minutes from the bench, but he'll probably benefit in terms of minutes now while Jimenez is out. And Danny Ings on the bench for Aston Villa. I tipped him as a differential for free hitters and I didn't expect to see him on the bench in that game. So Ings just not really an option in FPL now. We knew he was getting taken off after about 70 minutes in most games anyway, so it wasn't good to see him on the bench for that Game Week 30 fixture. A quick review of how Game Week 30 went for me. Feels like a lifetime ago. Banked my transfer, so didn't use the transfer. Very happy to have two frees now because I've got about six flags in my team, which is always the case during an international break. Hopefully some of those will miraculously disappear on Friday. So I only managed to get seven players out, which was the case for a lot of managers last game week. 46 points, not great. Red arrow from 4K to 5.4K. So not a great game week, but not too much damage done either. And will hopefully bounce back over the next couple of game weeks. Just give me a top 10K finish and I'm going to run, get out of here after a very tricky season. I'll be more than happy with a top 10K finish. So sitting at 5.4K now. One free hit left, so hopefully I can you know, solidify my place in the top 10k over the next couple of game weeks. The good and the bad. The good, Captain Kane for 26, Saka with 11 and Tierney with 6. The rest was bad. In particular, no Ramsdale because of injury, no Rafinha because of COVID and Luka Dean didn't recover either. So straight away I was without those three guys. Jimenez got the red card. What a terrible start to the game week that was. Saiz, Coutinho and Kulisevsky all blanked as well. So Son hurt me a little bit in that Tottenham game. On to the watch list now. So rather than doing a usual update of players added and players removed, I'm just going to run through my complete watch list, which I've drawn up for the final eight game weeks of the season. So these are the 25 players I'm interested in, in terms of defenders, midfielders and forwards. Now, there's only two strikers out of the 25 players. I don't keep goalkeepers on the watch list, but there is a question about goalkeepers later, so I will come back to it. Just for context, just a quick run through of what my current team looks like at the moment before I mention the watch list of players. I've got Ramsdale and Foster. My five defenders are Trent, Robertson, Tierney, Luka Dean and Saiz. Midfield five of Salah, Saka, Kulisewski, Rafinha and Coutinho. And my front three is Harry Kane, Jimenez and Gelhart. So players I'm interested in for the remainder of the season. Defenders, Cancelo and Laporte. So I don't have any Manchester City players at the moment. And I want to get in on them as soon as possible. So Cancelo and Laporte will be mentioned again later when I get to my transfers section. 
at Chelsea. Chelsea got very good fixtures. Could be some rotation though because they're in lots of cup competitions, FA Cup, Champions League, etc. But again, don't have any Chelsea players like Manchester City. And I'm looking to get at least one in in the near future. So I think the best options there, Reese James, if he's passed fit by Thomas Tuchel in Freddie's press conference. Rudiger, I still think, is a very good option. I even think Thiago Silva is a good option as well. I think he should play the majority of games. He might miss one or two. But when he does play with good fixtures, a good chance of a clean sheet. And he's always got attacking potential as well. So James Rudiger and Silva are all on the watch list. Matt Doherty, who is in a lot of teams, is also on the watch list. I watched the highlights from that Tottenham game against West Ham. And I thought Doherty looked really threatening again. Wasn't very enjoyable watching that back as a non-owner. So Doherty could still come into my team at some point as well. And the final two defenders on the watch list, Matty Cash at Aston Villa. Now, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to sell the Dean this week. And if I was buying Matty Cash, it will probably be after game week 33 because Villa don't have a fixture in 33. At the moment, I'm not looking to use my free hit in 33. I think I'll be keeping it for later. So Cash... If he does come into my squad, it's going to be a late appearance, maybe game week 34, 35, around that time. And Fabian Scher from Newcastle just on the watches as a very cheap option with goal threat. Midfielders I'm interested in, starting with Manchester City again, Kevin De Bruyne, Riyad Mahrez and Phil Foden. I think De Bruyne is the pick, but it's very hard to get there if you own the likes of Salah and Harry Kane. So I might have to sell for someone like Mahrez or Foden and just take the rotation risk on the chin. I'm pretty sure I'm going to own a Manchester City midfielder at some point before the end of the season. Question is, which one? Hyungman Son on the watch list as well. I own Kulisewski. I own Harry Kane. Quite hard to fit Son in for budget reasons. I think if I was to buy a third Tottenham player, it's probably going to be Doherty now because of budget reasons. It's very hard to go Son, Kulisewski and Kane when you've got Salah, Trent, Robertson, etc. Bruno Fernandes and Jaden Sancho are watchlisted from Manchester United. They've got the double in 33. One of the games is great. It's Norwich and one of the games is terrible. It's Liverpool. So good fixture and a bad fixture. Apart from that, not a huge amount of interest in Manchester United assets, but Bruno and Sancho are always on my mind. I think Sancho has been much better in the last six, seven games. So he is an option. But again, he's expensive. I think he's about 8.9 million. If I was going to spend that, you're probably going to you know, buy Hillman's son instead. Chelsea midfielders, Mason Mount and Havertz. Not too much between those two. I think there's a question on them, so I'll come back to them later. I do prefer the Chelsea defenders, though. When it comes to Chelsea and Manchester City, I prefer the defences from both teams more so than rotation risk midfielders. So I'd probably looking at, you know, I like double City defence. I like double Chelsea defence, and then it's probably one midfielder from each of those teams. Harvey Barnes and Madison, lots of fixtures to make up. A couple of double game weeks to come. Again, not a huge amount between those two players. It's like Mountain Havertz. Kind of comes down to personal preference on which one you favour. Good to see Madison get, I think he's played 90 minutes in the last two league fixtures. Scored that free kick in the last game week. So he's on the radar. I still slightly favour Harvey Barnes at the moment. At Crystal Palace... Wilfred Zaha and Connor Gallagher are also on the watch list. Very impressed with Patrick Vieira and Crystal Palace this season. Haven't really owned Zaha or Gallagher. I don't think I've owned either of them all season. Maybe maybe on free hit week I might have had them. But yeah, might end up there on one of those players again at some point before the end of the season. 
Ericsson at Brentford, watchlisted, but probably unlikely to bring him in. It's more of a nostalgic pick. Love the player. Very happy to see him back playing football again after everything that happened. So maybe I'll go there, but it's probably unlikely. But he is, I do think he's a very good price. I think he's underpriced in FPL, around 5.5 million. And just a couple of other cheap midfielders, Ryan Fraser at Newcastle. Newcastle are a team on the up. I think they've got some decent fixtures to come as well. Just a nice cheap option as a fifth, fourth or fifth midfielder. And Jacob Ramsey at Aston Villa. I've got Coutinho probably going to sell him soon like many other people due to fixtures. I still think he's a good option. But I think there's probably better picks out there that have better fixtures over the short term and the long term. In particular, if you factor in the blank game week for Aston Villa in 33. So Ramsey is just a nice cheap fifth midfielder if you're looking to make a big move elsewhere just two forwards on the watch list Cristiano Ronaldo mainly just because of the double gimmick 33 can't see myself going there otherwise because Kane's going nowhere Salah's going nowhere and it's almost impossible to fit Ronaldo in alongside those two so I think I'd be more likely to buy a Manchester United midfielder than I would be to buy Ronaldo and Veghorst reluctantly added Veghorst to the watch list today because Burnley have got five fixtures in the next three game weeks. I had him on the free hit, famously, like many people did, when Burnley had their last double game week. Pretty sure I captained them as well. Can't believe I'm saying that in hindsight, but I'm very reluctant to go back there. Uh, question about Veghorst later, so I will come back to him as well. So that's just a run-through of 25 players who I'm interested in with my transfers for the next couple of game weeks. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. Thank you for sending them in. First one is from FPL Swanson. Which Burnley assets, if any, would you be interested in bringing in for their double game week 31 and future fixture? So the reason there's quite a few Burnley questions this week are they've got the two double game weeks in the next three game weeks. So the Burnley fixtures are game week 31, two fixtures, Manchester City and Everton. Then they've got Norwich in game week 32, which is obviously the best fixture for any team this season. Then it's a double game week 33 for Burnley against West Ham and Southampton. Again, those fixtures are not too bad. And after that, it's Wolves and Watford. So next five game weeks for Burnley are pretty good. And in those five game weeks, there are seven fixtures. So I'm still, like I said earlier, I'm not really keen on going back there. I had them on free hit for the simple reason was I could have them for one game week 
and then I didn't want to own them again. I think I had Tarkowski, Ben Mee and Veghorst in what was a very, very painful game week. So looking at my early thoughts on transfers for game week 31, I'm probably just going to swear of Burnley and Everton, even though they've got two fixtures. They are two pretty poor teams that don't produce many FPL points. And you know when you simplify it, if you don't want to own players from a team for one game week, why would you want to own them for two game weeks? And I think that's the way I'm trying to reframe double game weeks from here on out because so many times we fall into the trap. For example, you use your free transfers this week on Everton players or Burnley players when you could be using them on Chelsea players, Manchester City players, Liverpool players, for example. So I'm trying to focus now, between now and the end of the season, on the big teams, the best players, the best FPL picks, regardless of these smaller teams having double game weeks. So for me, it's a no on Burnley assets. If I was forced to, I think the only two that have any chance of coming into my squad this week are the goalkeeper Pope, because I've got Ramsdale question marks. And I think if Ramsdale's out, Pope is one of the best options to go for, just for sheer number of fixtures. He's got the FPL pedigree as well. Also, Burnley do tick the box of having something to play for. So, you know, Everton do as well. Both teams are fighting against relegation. So there is that in their favour. But again, they are two pretty poor sides. You don't really want to be dependent on them too much for players in your squad. So Pope is okay, I think. And Veghorst, just again, I think I've been saying it, we've been saying it all season. The only reason Veghorst is an okay option is because there's no other options. There's no strikers out there. I've got Kane. I've got Jimenez, who I need to sell. I've got Gelhart because I took some money off my bench by selling, I think it was Broja to Gelhart a few weeks ago. And like I mentioned, Ronaldo and Veghorst are the only strikers on my watches. And the only reason they're there is because they've got double game week. So a severe lack of strikers, which is why Veghorst is an option. And I'm sure plenty of people will go back there and it could work out. But for me, I'm looking to move my cash out of my strikers this week by selling Jimenez and putting that cash into defence instead. So very unlikely for me to buy any Burnley players on Friday. Question from Stevo. What are your thoughts on having no double gaming players this week? Stevo says, I feel like I've been burnt too many times by Burnley and lower quality players because they have a double game week. Most of my single game week players have good fixtures. Yeah, again, kind of echoes what I answered just beforehand. There's plenty of teams out there this week. If you just if you forget about Everton and Burnley, there's lots of good fixtures on paper. You know, Liverpool and Tottenham off the top of my head, very good fixtures this week. And there's other teams as well. So I think it's absolutely fine to go without Everton and Burnley because you've got to think... With Everton in particular, Burnley's not too bad because at least they've got another double game week pretty soon. But if you, let's say you buy an Everton player, you know, who would you even buy for a start? You know, Calvert-Lewin. Let's say you go and buy Calvert-Lewin for a double game week. When the FPL website relaunches, you know, goes live for game week 32 and you see Calvert-Lewin in your team, are you going to feel great about it? You know, do you really want to have him long term? And the answer is probably no. So, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty adamant that I'm going to avoid Burnley and Everton players this week trying to avoid the temptation although the temptation doesn't even feel feel that big maybe that will change towards the end of the week when FBL Twitter awakes from its slumber and you see every man and his dog buying Veghorst again I need to stay strong on Friday night question from FPL Commander who says I wasn't going to pick any Burnley players 
as you recommended, but with Jimenez out until mid-April and having two free transfers, is punting on Veghorst a good move? So yeah, I think Veghorst is okay. Pope's okay and Veghorst is okay. And a lot of us have this Jimenez problem to solve now. I've got two free transfers like FPL Commander does, but I'm not really giving Veghorst too much thought. Jimenez to Veghorst is a very easy transfer to make. Because obviously Vekor's cheaper. He's got the five fixtures in the next three game weeks. But I prefer, for example, turning Jimenez into a Cancelo. To me, that just sounds better. You know, if you don't own Cancelo, I don't like not owning him. And I want to take this opportunity of having two free transfers and having the Jimenez problem and just turning Jimenez into Cancelo and just going with Kane up front, basically as my only striker in a, in a 4-5-1 or a 5-4-1. I can probably play both formations depending on, on fixtures each game week. So that just, to me, Cancelo versus Veghorst, which one do you buy? To me, it's it's no contest. Obviously, that's different if you already own Cancelo. Question from Dave Ngayan. What are my thoughts on picking five defenders from Liverpool, Manchester City and Chelsea? Yeah, I had a question, I think it was on the Patreon podcast last week, what do I think the template will be for the rest of the season? I think there's probably going to be a move to big at the back again, like there was at the start of the season. You've got Liverpool and City fighting it out for the title, so it makes sense to have you know three players or at least five players across those two teams. I think Trent and Robertson's a great double up at the moment because of the increased competition in the Liverpool attack. Cancelo Laporte, I think, are fantastic options as well if you don't fancy the rotation in the Man City midfield. And Chelsea have got the fixtures. You've got Rhys James when he's back. You've got Rudiger, Thiago Silva. You could probably take a punt on, on some of their other defenders as well. So I do think a back five that's made up of you know good defenders from those three very good teams. Pretty sure those are the top three teams in the Premier League. I don't look at the Premier League table very often because I'm a, I'm a Manchester United fan, but pretty sure Chelsea are in third. So... The thing about those three teams as well, Liverpool, City and Chelsea, not that fixtures matter too much, but I'm pretty sure all three have pretty good fixtures between now and the end of the season as well. And a couple of double game weeks to come for Liverpool and Chelsea. And City, yeah, just best team in the league. Fixtures don't matter. Not having any of their assets at the moment doesn't feel good. So I might even buy two Manchester City players this week. FPL Quinton asks, who are the top three Man City assets and who are the top three Chelsea assets to own from the run-in and which of these should be prioritised? So I definitely think you prioritise Manchester City because they're going for the title and less fixture congestion than Chelsea. Not hugely, but Chelsea do have extra games to rearrange. So again, you know, fixture congestion for both teams is not ideal. Pro- we probably will have to take some rotation from Tuchel and Guardiola on the chin. But you know, if a player does miss out, so be it. You just hold on and, and you hope that they start the next one because when they do play, there's going to be points on offer from these two teams. So when it comes to Man City, the top three, I think Cancelo's an easy number one. I think Laporte, who I mentioned, is I really like the defensive double up. You know, they 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 turn out clean sheets for fun, haven't conceded many goals at all this season. So I like the defensive double up. And Kevin De Bruyne, I think, is the best midfield pick. But if budget is an issue, I think Foden and Mares are the two I'm going to look at 
at some point in the near future. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to afford De Bruyne unless there's an injury to someone like Kane or Salah. So it's probably going to have to be Foden or Mares, if even if I can scrape the cash for those. Because if, if I'm going big at the back, it's, it's even going to be quite hard to stretch. For example, from a Coutinho to a Foden or a Rafinha to a Foden or a Mares. So Cancelo, Laporte, De Bruyne, if budget allows. And when it comes to Chelsea, I think Rhys James is a standout. And again, I like the double up, so I'm going to say James Rudiger. And then it comes down to personal preference on Mason Mount or Havertz. Havertz is the probably more exciting out of position option, but I've got a lot of faith in Mason Mount. I really like him as an FPL option. Just a steady Eddie in your, in my mind. He he'll get you probably five or six points on average over a long period of time. So yeah. I'm biased as well because I had Mason Mount for his hat-trick earlier in the season. So I think if I was to buy a Chelsea midfielder, I would be inclined to go back to Mason Mount. But that probably is because of my my good memories and my good experience with him earlier in the season. I think Havertz is, is a fantastic option as well. Question from Ashank. Is it time to sell Rafinha for a Leicester midfielder? So looking at the fixtures... I don't think it's the time to sell Rafinha just yet, even though he has been by far and away the most frustrating FPL asset to own this season. I've had him basically for every game he's been fit, which is probably about half of the games. Seems to miss games for all kinds of reasons. But I've been encouraged with what I've seen of Leeds under the new manager. That was a very impressive comeback against Wolves. I watched the first half and I switched it off when Jimenez got the red card, obviously. I wasn't going to watch the, any more of that game as a Jimenez owner. But I was even with the red card, I was surprised when I switched it back on to see Leeds had come back to win it. So I think there's a bit of a bounce there. And I think with fixtures for Leeds, the next two are Southampton and Watford. So on paper, I really like those games for Rafinha. I think he's back in training. So there shouldn't be any issues there after COVID. So the next three for Leeds are Southampton, Watford, then it's a blank game week. And then when you compare it to Leicester, Leicester's next three are Manchester United, Crystal Palace, and then a double game week. So to me, it makes sense. Keep Rafinha for Southampton and Watford, and then sell him in 33 when he doesn't have a fixture for a Madison or a Harvey Barnes, because Leicester have the double game week. So yeah, I would keep Rafinha for two more game weeks. Just be patient with this guy. That's what I keep telling myself. Question from North L. Would I do Smith Rowe to Saka for a hit? Yes, I would, because Smith Rowe is... He's a weak link in your squad, because he doesn't always start for Arsenal. He's been... You know, he's found it hard to get back into that midfield of Martinelli... Odegaard and Saka. Saka is by far and away the best Arsenal attacking asset in FPL, so I think a minus four is absolutely fine to, to fix a problem in selling Smith Rowe and to buy yourself the best Arsenal asset. They've obviously got double gaming 33 to come as well. Question from Blue Dub. What do you think about Manchester United assets, particularly given they've got the double gaming 33? And would a free hit in Game Week 33 eliminate any need to buy Manchester United players? So I haven't looked too much in detail at you know when I'm going to free hit. I'm just kind of waiting to closer to the end of this week. But my initial feeling is I feel like I can get to a pretty strong Game Week 33 team. Now it might not have too many double Game Week players, but you know players like you know Liverpool players, Manchester City players. You know maybe if I can buy a Chelsea player before then. And I'm, I'm probably going to sell my Wolves 
and Aston Villa assets before game week 33 anyway. So I feel like there's no major need for me to use a free hit. So I'm probably going to hold mine for later, maybe game week 36 or 37. Obviously, we've only got predicted information so far on what the likes of 36 and 37 will look like. But I like keeping that free hit for the unknown uh, until we know exactly what those games are going to look like and then play it in whatever game week feels right. So I think because we've got time to prepare for 33, we know exactly what it looks like now in terms of fixtures. We can use our free transfers to prepare for it and then free hit at a later date. So what do I think of Manchester United assets? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. One of the attractions to free hit in 33 is you don't have to buy Ronaldo or Bruno or Sancho now. You can just use the free hit in 33 maybe triple up on Manchester United or double up. Maybe you go Bruno Ronaldo and hope they smash Norwich and maybe get something against Liverpool. And then they're not eating into your budget beforehand or afterwards. But that wouldn't be enough for me to use a free hit just to get Manchester United players because they're quite a hard team to trust, especially when it comes to FPL, as we've seen many times this season. So Manchester United assets for me are quite the way down my pecking order, well behind Liverpool City, Chelsea assets. Those are the three teams I'm primarily going to target with my transfers for the next few weeks. So that means there's probably going to be no space in my squad for the likes of Ronaldo, Bruno or Sancho. They're just too expensive anyway. That's the issue, uh, especially the way, you know, the likes of Salah and Kane and, you know, big at the back, I think is going to be popular now as well. So just because of those budget reasons, it kind of rules out the Manchester United players and got no faith in them defensively there's lots of rotation and especially in the fullback areas as well so you can't confidently buy a Manchester United defender even a bit of rotation at centre-back now as well so yeah going to stay away from their defenders also so yeah I think there's a good chance there's a good chance I'll go the rest of the season without owning any United players uh, even even in 33 when they have the double because I don't like that one of them fixtures is Liverpool to me it's not really a double game week it's it's like a game and a half almost. You're just hoping they get something against a very good Liverpool defence. Question from FPL Bafana. With Ramsdale and Dubravka both in doubt, is Pope in for a minus four? A clever shout for game week 31 given his two double game weeks to come. So yeah, like I said, listen out for Friday's podcast because I'm going to round up all the information in the press conferences on Thursday and Friday and I'm not going to hit record until they're all finished. So I'll probably hit record at about 2.30 on Friday and hopefully an hour or two after that the podcast will be uploaded and available. So check in on Friday to get updates on players like Ramsdale and Dubravka. Hopefully we get lots of clarity from managers. I don't really want to have to sell Ramsdale. I really hope he is fit and available. But if he is out, I think Pope is probably the obvious replacement that comes to mind just for sheer number of fixtures like I said even if it's just short term five fixtures in the next three game weeks that sounds pretty good to me Uh, even though I think Burnley do have Man City in one of the in this common double game week which is not ideal so I would need to basically if Ramsdale is out I'm going to have to spend a bit of time assessing the goalkeeper options I haven't looked at them in any detail all season really because I've had Ramsdale from from the get-go and I haven't really needed to look at goalkeepers, thankfully, all season. And I, and I really don't want to have to do that on Friday. So, fingers crossed for Ramsdale. And if you've got Dubravka as well, fingers crossed he is okay. It looks like, I don't think Dubravka is too serious. I think it might be illness. But I need to double-check that as well. So, yeah, Pope, 
will be very popular, I think, if Ramsdale is out. Final question this week is from Aman Talks FPL. For those with one free hit left, which do you think of 33 or 36 is the better game week to play it? And are there any other game weeks we can consider? Like I said, I haven't looked at it in too much detail yet. It's Monday night, so I've got a few days to assess things a bit more in terms of the free hit. Like many people, that is the only chip I have left. So my early thoughts are, I don't love the double game week fixtures in 33 for free hit. You know, I mentioned I don't really mind not having Manchester United players for that. And then when I looked at Ben Crelin's spreadsheet, which I think he's going to update again this week, Game Week 36 could have double Game Weeks for big teams, the likes of Tottenham, Chelsea, I think Arsenal could have another one, a few others. So I think there's potential for Game Week 36 to be more attractive in terms of the bigger teams having double Game Weeks. So go and have a look at at Ben Crelin's spreadsheets for that as well. Plenty of other people doing great stuff on fixtures out there as well. So again, initially to me it feels like 33, I probably won't free hit and there's a good chance I'll do it in the bigger double game week, which is 36. Again, very team dependent. My team is already in pretty decent shape for 33 as well. I've got two free transfers, which is obviously a factor as well. I can get maybe one extra player over those managers who had just one free transfer this week. So all of that is playing into my thinking there as well. But again, have a look at your own team, Have a look at the predicted schedules and then see what feels right. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Captaincy and transfers now for Game Week 31. So I think captaincy, to me at least, feels like a straight shootout this week between the two, arguably the two best FPL assets at the moment. Mohamed Salah is at home to Watford and Harry Kane is at home to Newcastle. So I think when Salah plays Watford, I don't think you overthink it. You just slap the armband on him. Obviously, there's a couple of teams that have double game weeks, but it's Burnley and Everton. And I have got absolutely no interest in captaining a player from Burnley, in particular when one of the games is Man City. So it's not really a double game week. And Everton are just terrible at the moment. They play West Ham and Burnley. Both games are away. So I've put in brackets behind both teams here under my captaincy note section. No thanks, and no thanks. So yeah, for me, Salah versus Kane for the armband. Pretty set on Salah captain, Harry Kane vice captain. Transfers, two frees. Early thoughts are to take a minus four to move to big at the back. So that would mean selling Jimenez, 
Saïs and Lucadine. Obviously, selling those three players also would help for gimmick 33 because all three of those players don't have a fixture. So then I would have less need to play my free hit chip. So I'd sell Jimenez for probably a 4.5 million striker, just creating another dead spot in my team. So that would mean having Kane, Gelhart, and another dead striker. So that would leave me with a 4-5-1 formation or a 5-4-1 formation. And the players that would come in for size and look at Dean, probably Cancelo and Laporte. I might just get double City defence, bring them in this week, leave them there for the rest of the season, and they should take over plenty of points. So that would leave me with double City defence, double Liverpool defence, which I've already got in Trent and Robertson, and I've got Tierney as well. The other option, if Rhys James is fit, I could get him instead of maybe Laporte. So go Cancelo and Rhys James. But I think I'm more likely to just go for the City guys. So yeah, that would leave Harry Kane up front by himself. I'm sure he can carry the team for the rest of the season. And hopefully plenty of clean sheets from those defenders for the rest of the campaign. So yeah, that is the way I'm feeling during this international break. Go big at the back for the last eight game weeks of the season. That feels pretty good. So let's see what kind of information we get in these press conferences because that could change a lot of things. Talk to you again on Friday, folks. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss it and have a great week. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL general or just Google FPL general Patreon and you'll find it. Talk to you soon. The Athletic.